Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching You Had Options. Uh, this episode I have Mikey Erg on. Um, great talk. Such a good dude. Um, it is interesting to talk to somebody who's so stoked off of music. Um, yeah. Make sure you check out Mikey Erg at Mikey Erg on, on most things. Uh, make sure you check out uh, You Had Options at You Had Options. Uh, on Instagram and you know all that stuff make sure to to check out when uh Mike Yerg is playing uh, you know Fest coming up you know Handsome Scoundrels are playing Fest on Saturday night at 9 p.m. you know um central or no sorry eastern so yeah thank you for watching and checking us out thank you Recording in progress. I forgot to record the video. God damn it. Uh, let's start again. Let's start over. I knew, man, I told you, one man show. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I've been there. Okay. Mikey Eric, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. How was, uh, so uh, we were talking before we started recording. Uh, you just put out Mikey Eric, uh, the album. Uh, and what was the thought? Did you want to, did you want to wait until COVID was more done or did, did you just want to put something out? Like, well, yeah, kind of the, the point, the whole point of the thing was, was, uh, you know, we recorded around September of last year and, uh, me, so the long story is that right before COVID hit, um, I got together with two of my friends, uh, Chris Pierce and Fid, and we uh, d we did a little we did a tour around like kind of down south, uh, down south and then back up to New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a crazy tour where it was four bands. I played in all four of the bands, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was kind of a it was kind of crazy. But like once I wasn't doing anything for a year, I was just like, I'm glad I got the glad the last thing last tour I did was just me busting my ass All playing out. in four, <laughs> four yeah. bands. But the the band that I had backing me up as Mikey Erg uh, on that tour was my friends uh, Chris Pierce and Fid, who I've known for years. We've played in bands together a million times, but never my stuff. Uh, and so you know, then once we were sidelined for a few months. I was started thinking um, that I wanted to get that band kind of on tape. I thought it sounded cool. It was kind of like a more punk rock version of of uh, of what I'd been doing mm -hmm. post Ergs stuff, and 
and then at the same time, they both have been like, everybody was kind of chopping at the bit, kind of like, okay, we got to get out of our houses, and so we kind of just set up a, a, a space of like uh, Chris Pierce, the drummer, owns a studio, and we were like, okay, if we if we mask up and stay six feet apart from each other, right? Uh, can we get together and just kind of make a record? Like if, yeah. Um, and like Fid picked me up from my house, so there was no like, uh, you know, no no mass transit or anything like that. So we kind of just kept it as safe as possible, and just 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 to kind of like keep our sanity and get back into this, just to play loud music with other right. people. You know? D- uh, did you already have the song? Did you have the songs written, or were you guys just getting I, together and writing? No, I ba- I basically like, I basically sat sat down one day and wrote ten songs. <laughs> With the express purpose of Putting going to record out. them, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was cool because it was just like there was no, I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even know what the, what it was going to be, right? Um, you know, like on on the uh, on that same tour that I'd done before uh, before the lockdown, uh, I was on tour with uh, Josh Goldman who runs Rag Girlfriend Records. A friend, he was and, on the podcast. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, he was talking, we were, we were talking about like, Oh, let's do something together at some point. Yeah. And this seemed like the perfect opportunity to just record something quick. Uh, uh, have it be kind of a punky thing. It was originally, I wanted it to be a 10 inch. Uh, but then it was, a a little longer than a ten inch should be, and then his the pressing plant he normally works with doesn't do ten inches, so it it just like by happenstance just became an album. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Nine songs or ten songs? It's te- it's ten songs. Ten songs, yeah. Which is you know a normal full length, right? Uh, but like if if the last ser- if the last song weren't six minutes long, it would be like a eight yeah you know, sixteen seventeen minute record, but you know. Hey man, you're I an artist. To, you're an artist. Yeah, I bro. had to go make the the last song a dirge noise jam. So, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, uh, your three um, solo record solo records have like, there's to me there's three different like sounds to each of yeah. them. Uh, was that a conscious thing you were doing or was that like yeah, a just yeah. yeah absolutely no it's by design it's yeah. um you know i it's it's not even really real like the the ergs had a certain sound but we you know we 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 put a million different things in the pot and like yeah. sounded you know crazy but like i i i i guess it's kind of a reaction to like i i don't ever want to make I don't, I just, I don't, I don't want to make two records that sound exactly the same. Yeah. And like, I kind of want to actively, actively avoid that. Yeah. Like to the point where like, I even kind of, you know, each record had completely different players on it Mm. and each record was recorded in an entire, entirely different scenario or situation. Uh, You know, like, like tentative decisions, it was pretty much me, Jeff Rosenstock and, and 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 my friend Lou playing drums, doing everything, and then Jeff and I just finished the vocals and everything, and Jeff produced it, and it, yeah. it, so, it sounds like something that Jeff Rosenstock would produce, which was something that I was, <laughs> I was very excited about. And then 
for the next one, I was like, I want to do like a completely homemade kind of acoustic based record. Ooh, yeah. That, that's like recorded, you know, we were, me and uh, my friend Alex recorded it in his practice space just on a, on, on the same laptop that I'm talking to you on right now, you know, like, and we, and, but then I was like, well, we'll do that, but then we'll get it mastered at Abbey Road (laughs) and like, you know, kind of fix it, fix it at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in post. Get in post, yeah. It it ended up sounding great. It ended up sounding exactly how I wanted it to sound. Yeah. And then with this new record, we kind of just, my idea was like, oh, let's go to, Chris Pierce's let's record this thing in one day like you know like a, a lot of old classic punk records were done right and then but then I'll give it to Stefan Edgerton from the Descendants and he'll mix it yeah. and make it all like bring it all together yeah so then that's that happened there and then I just recorded a record with Steve Albini so that sounds completely different than anything else that I've done so that's like the yeah. Wait, my, is, my goal is to have everything sound completely different. So is the wait you so you have a unreleased record that Steve Albini yeah. did. Ooh. That's like at the pre, it's at the pressing plant now, but I think it'll take you know it'll take probably another eight months or something before yeah, yeah. it even comes out. That's did you go up to Chicago and record with them? Yeah, we went to we went to Electrical Audio. Whoa, was that cool? It was amazing, and that's 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 essentially the same band that did the first record. So that oh, okay. like, I went back to the same musicians, but we went into a completely different like environment. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it fucking sounds like Steve Albini recorded that's it. I can't sick, stop man. listening to it. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm ex- uh, Wow, I'm excited for that. I bet I bet that sounds great. So that'll be fun. And then like, I already have like ideas for the next like couple <laughs> couple two three records like. And where I want to do them and how I want them to sound. So, um, you know, like, so pretty much to confound my audience, but also just to keep me like not bored with. Right, right, right. You gotta be, you gotta be excited about what you're making, man. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been like, I'm just gonna make a, I'm gonna make a Depeche Mode, late '80s synth record. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I love that. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But, uh, you know, wait until the first single comes out with me, and then that's when you'll know mm-hmm. what the record's going to sound. Yep. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, I, I you know, and uh, that's the other the other aspect of it is I'm all about, like, trying to just, I'm getting older. It's like, I want to make my dreams come true. Like, let me work right. with Steve Albini. Let me go to Abbey Road. Let me, <laughs> let me have Jeff Rosenstock produce a record. Like, it's, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm doing all these things that I've always wanted to mm. do. And I'm kind of using this That's, solo career, quote unquote, as an excuse to just do whatever the hell I want. That's sick. <laughs> so, so whenever you get in Abbey Road to produce it or um, master it, did yeah. you go to Abbey Road? Yep. Whoa. Was that like yeah. was that like a surreal like experience? <laughs> it was. It was. I I like the whole. You know, I booked it, and the whole time I was just like. Something's gonna happen. This is gonna. It's not this, gonna work out. Like right. I'm gonna walk in the front door. They're gonna have security on me. And nah, get ar- this. Arrest me. Get this you want? Get this. Get this. <laughs> get this asshole out yeah. of here. I was. I. I'd love to. I. I. I've. I've told a bunch of people. Like I. I'd love to look at the. You have to sign in at the front desk. I'd yeah. love to look at the sign-in sheet because I could barely hold the pen. <laughs> I was. Sh- I was shaking so, yeah. so much. Um. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, like, 
uh, the, the mastering engineer came and got us. He's a, he's a guy I've looked up to for years. He's mastered like a bunch of David Bowie stuff, a bunch of Shit. Elton John stuff. And then he, and he mastered the Beatles and mono like LP box set. Right. So it was in, it was insane just to see him walk out of the room. I was already starstruck and then we're walking up to the mastering suite and I see Giles Martin, George Martin's son, who yeah. was there working on a Beatle. He was probably there working on the Abbey Road box set. Is he the sixth point. Beatle then? If George Apparently, Martin's the fifth yeah, Beatle? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, but he was just on the phone and thank God he was on the phone because I absolutely would have probably punished him <laughs> if he weren't on the phone. <laughs> That's a, I think, do you have the, is that the mono box set behind you right there? That big yeah, white one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. There's that. Uh, there's yeah, that. I have a whole bunch of. Let it be. The Let It Be box that just came out. So I got all the yeah. Let It Be stuff around me right now. The. Uh, uh, do, did you watch that uh, Lemmy documentary? Yes. Where he he yeah. goes to Best I Buy. Love, I love that yeah. part where he goes to it's Amoeba. Actually. Oh, Amoeba, not Amoeba, Best Buy. Sorry. Yeah. And like he's just I just want the Mono box set. Right. And the guy's like, okay, <laughs> this is my personal one. I will give. I will. I'll let you have it. Yeah, because I felt his pain because it took me like six months to get it. Um, because yeah, I, I didn't I didn't pre-order it, and then it just happened to like it just sold out immediately, and it took me a long time to get it. I, I still get paranoid that I I got it from Amazon, so I think it's all good. But I I get paranoid because there's a lot of counterfeits of them of course, around. Right. So I keep like every few months I'll look up like what a counterfeit looks like, and I'm like. <laughs> I think I'm still I'm still good I think <laughs> yeah well it's so uh, it's yeah it, it's so crazy uh, obviously I'm just you, you already know all this but it's like it's so crazy that when they were recording uh they're uh, uh being like um stereo was like the hot the hot new technology yeah. and so they're like well we got to put the snare all the way over here and we got to right. put the hi-hat yeah. on the other side you know? Yeah, and I hate I hate that. I hate like I always hated listening to like the stereo Beatles records and for a while that was the only thing you could find. Right. And it's like disorienting. It is. And you know, unless you, if you're listening to them like on a on stereo speakers that are fairly close together, it's not that jarring, but like I listen to headphones 99% of the time just yeah. cuz I'm usually on the road. Uh, so like I, yeah, I craved those mono mixes forever. Uh, you know, not even counting the fact that they're completely different mixes. Some of them, like some of them have different vocal tracks. Some of them have different, like, you know, different edits and different, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're straight up different. And so as a, as a rabid Beatles fan, I need to have them all. (laughs) Of course. Whenever, uh, like when you're getting your stuff mastered or mixed, do you take that sort of stuff into account? Is that like, yeah, I mean, well, with Waxwell castles, if we, if we didn't, if we didn't run out of time, I wanted to do a, a, like a crazy stereo mix and a, (laughs) and a mono mix of it, uh, of it. Uh, but we just didn't have time, but yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. With mixing, you know, there's there's certain things I love about certain mixes, and I like to just incorporate that into the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, with the Albini record, I literally, you know, I was just I was hands off the entire time. Just, I was like, you I just, just do whatever you do. Yeah. 
He literally asked me at the beginning of the session, he's like, what do you want this to sound like? And I just said, like you did it. Right. <laughs> and so he just, yeah, he did what he did. And I, yeah, the mix, some of the mixing choices he made, I'm just like, wow, why did he do that? I love it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, there's a, uh, I forgot the, I forgot the YouTube channel, but there's a, uh, it's like a, um, studio walkthrough tour thing uh-huh. and there's a steve albini one at at the at that place that y'all recorded oh, yeah 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 it's mm-hmm. like the he's got the uh there's like something downstairs like they he puts all the amps downstairs yeah there's there's two rooms there's there's yeah. like a there's a studio a and a studio b and the studio b has this like that's where we recorded and that's the cheaper room yeah but that's like they have this like I mean, the it the it's got, I don't even know, like hundred, two hundred foot ceilings. Like it's crazy. Jesus Christ, yeah. It sounds amazing, like just like clapping your hands in there just sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I wa- I watched all of those videos, a to get me psyched, b to psych me out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before we went, I was yeah. just you know obsessed with Steve Albini for the, yeah, I mean, I have been for my entire life, but. Uh, for those those couple months before we went in, I just like watched everything and listened to everything I could just to be like this about the studio. Yeah, I'm pinching myself. Like yeah. I can't believe this is gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> one thing that's refreshing, uh, and you can just I can for me I can tell through like your music and your records like this guy is like a uh talking about you. This guy is like a uh, music fan above everything else. Yeah, you know. No, it's 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 an obsession, <laughs> a li- a lifelong obsession. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so um, the fest is coming up next week as we're recording yeah. this. Uh, yeah. Are you? Are, how many sets are you playing at the fest coming up? Uh, this year is a light year. I'm only doing. Um, I think I'm only doing five. Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's. Probably because a couple European bands probably they're not getting in, so they don't need a fill-in drummer for right. uh, at the last minute yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, I've got I I just got a, a buddies of mine this band almost people like just hit me up and they're like, uh, what are you doing Saturday at like you know five o'clock? And yeah, I, like, I think I'm free. They're like, you want to play drums for us? And I was like, sure. Uh, so that just got added, but yeah, I think I'm doing Slow Death, Loose Behavior, Doc Hopper, Mikey Erg, and that, and then a couple bands I was supposed to play and dropped, um, for various different reasons, right. so that's, that's good, both good and bad, but, um, yeah, it should be fun, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens, <laughs> if, we, you- if, if we can pull this fucking thing off. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's happening. Uh, do you yeah. do you do you pref- hmm. do you prefer playing less or more? Are are you are you a person that's like, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing something unless I've got all this stuff going on. Uh, I well, I like the I like the aspect of me running around doing a bunch. Of, I, I I like having a purpose of feeling like I have you got stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, that being said, one year it, it, for the 10th anniversary of my playing fest, I 
literally was like asking anybody to. Uh, I ended up playing in. Th- I think I ended up playing in like eleven different bands, sixteen different sets or something. Yeah, the entire weekend, and it was just. Like I was, I was broken by the end. Of it. <laughs> I, I, I could, I like, because I'd spent three months kind of just getting everything in my brain and just right. figuring everything out, and like, and the running around, and then, uh, hey, let me borrow the keys to the van. I got to go listen to this set yeah. like three times before I go play it. You know, I was doing this whole. It was it was a crazy weekend. It was like the first fest I ever like did pretty much stone cold sober because I'd never I didn't even have time to drink right uh and and that was I mean it was it was a fucking blast but by the end of it I was just like I don't know I don't even know what my purpose is right now I have nothing I have nothing to do right now like I spent this last three months just having all these things to do and now I don't have anything to do so that was like okay I'm never doing that again yeah but also, I think last year, did I even play? I think last year I played two sets, or maybe three sets. The last, not last year, but last Right, the last, last time, time. yeah, yeah. Uh, Light. And it just felt so weird. <laughs> so, but even like five is a, is a, is a pretty light year for me. But, you know, I, I, at this point, I'm getting older. It's, it's, it's nice to just chill. <laughs> and just be able to play only a couple times. Right. Is uh is there anybody <laughs> is there a band that you haven't seen that you're stoked to see this year? That is still this on? Year, um, yeah. You know, e- Eve 6. Yeah, oh yeah. Eve 6 is a band I've never seen and they're going to play. Yeah. <coughs> and I'm uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. The um I think I was stoked to see Gorilla Biscuits. They dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd never seen them before. Uh, I've never seen comeback kid before. So I guess I'm stoked to see them. Are they, they're still going to be there? I think as of this recording. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Um, and it's yeah, weird. I, it's a weird I time. Feel like it's going to be like a, you know, cause there's, there's not going to be any like, or there's going to be very few international people slash bands there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty chill year, which actually will be kind of cool. And then like next year we'll just go crazy again. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm look. I'm doing a tour down there for the, you know, I normally don't do tours down there, hmm. but, uh, it just happened. It just worked out where we got a couple of shows on the way down and, some buds were doing tours too, so we were like kind of hooking up with them. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be cool. I leave Sunday for that. Do you? Uh, uh, do you typically? Uh, can I, may I ask why you typically don't uh, tour down there? It's usually not good. <laughs> like, like you know, yeah. eight thousand bands are touring down there, and it's and by the True. time you hit, by the time you hit, you know, Atlanta or. Alabama or you know right. whatever then, then it's just like okay it's gonna be it's 17 touring bands uh, in one day and everybody's already down in Gainesville already so there's no one's gonna be at the show 
So you know, it's like yeah. it's usually just kind of a clusterfuck of trying to tour down there, but it was just the way we did it this year, and it, you know, it seems like we got we got a couple good shows lined up, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, normally I feel like I got into the habit of just like flying down there just because it was like easier and yeah, uh, you know. But I'm looking forward to it because <laughs> it's you know we've been in been in our houses for a year and a half, right? So. Yeah, is it? Uh, is it? Are you? Are these shows Mikey Eric shows or are these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing mostly Mikey Eric shows down, but at this moment, Mikey Eric band and Doc Hopper are the same exact lineup of people. So, okay, uh, we're gonna throw some Doc Hopper shows in there too. Okay, how many? Um, <coughs> how, how many songs do you think you have in your brain that you could play right now? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Guitar or any any instrument? <coughs> well, that's like the you know the one thing I can say about myself is that if I do, if I've done a tour with X band, and we've done a decent amount of shows and had a decent amount of practice, like those songs are in my brain. Yeah, and and I can. Like honestly, I'm not kidding. The Ergs, the Ergs just got back to. We're, we're doing a couple shows in December, mm-hmm. and we did like at the end of uh, last month. We just we did like a let's shake the cobwebs off and, right. and see and see what we know still. And you know, it, it was it was essentially like we hadn't stopped. You know, like yeah. we just know those songs like the back of our hand. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I've so. That being said, I just have a, I have a really good brain for retention of songs. Yeah, can't retain anything else. Can't retain <laughs> any. Uh, you know, I have to read a book seventeen times I before yeah. I yeah. know the plot. But like, right. I can I can uh, I can know songs. Yeah. Uh, so <coughs> it would be a good uh, a good challenge to get all the bands together in one night and see if I can pull it off. Yeah. Like I just uh, you know I just got. I'm doing a couple shows with Warriors, mm. uh, in a couple in in a couple weeks. Right, and I hadn't thought about those songs. And you know, the last show I played before the literally the last show I played before lockdown was in Delaware with Warriors, mm. and I hadn't thought about playing those songs since. And so the day before rehearsal, I just like put the playlist on and kind of air drum to it and I was like ah, I still know it cool and then we practice and it just sounded it sounded like we'd never stopped really like yeah so that's the cool thing is like if I've if I've done it before and I've done it enough times yeah. like if we've done like a couple week tour or whatever I probably know the song still right yeah I feel like uh I don't know especially I'm not blowing smoke or anything but it's like you're a musician who cares cares about music, so it's like yeah, it, it connects. And with I don't want to I don't want to show up and fuck it up either. Right. Like I, I if I'm playing drums in your band, it's probably because I you love want to. The, I love yeah. the songs, you know. Right. Like so, and there, there's that's probably why it's a little easier for me is that I just like absorb these songs that I love anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really I don't really have to think about it. I just kind of know how they go yeah i mean especially if we've worked at it and we've we've practiced like right you know yeah is is there a band that you're in sorry gone oh no no 
Is there a band that you're in right now that you're like, man, I fucking hate these songs? I'm just joking. I'm, in? I'm, no. da- I'm doing a, I'm, I'm doing a bit. I'm joking. Yeah, no, no, no. Honestly, I can't. No, yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm joking, man. Uh, I was, I was, ho- I was, I wanted to catch you in like a. <laughs> oh man, I don't know that fucking Josh Goldman. Man, I don't know. Yeah, He's a. Uh, fuck, I can't know, fucking. Sometimes I can't. That guy, Ohio. I don't get Ohio. You know. I can't stand Dayton. I can't Dayton stand Dayton. It's the worst. <laughs> now, uh, uh, one thing that I also, another thing that I also enjoy about um, your songs, uh, I'm blowing smoke again, about your okay. songs. I'll take it. Uh, take, the, take the smoke. Uh, <laughs> there, There's always a fun, like, um, the titles are always like, uh, dry humor like yeah fun almost always references to something to re- yeah yeah uh what what was the first what was the first uh dry humor thing in your life that you were like man this connects with me this hits i don't know probably like um like getting into british comedy maybe and oh like yeah you know Getting into Monty Python, getting into uh, the comic strip, Bad News, yeah. Young Ones, uh, that axis of things where it's just like, <coughs> you literally had to, you're like, wait, what? Right. Oh, I guess that's funny. And then like it eventually just gets funnier after right. a while. Um, yeah, I think any any dry humor uh, references I have is uh, anything is British stuff, really. Um, but also the Simpsons. I mean, the Simpsons were like probably my, you know, aside from Norm Macdonald, my biggest comedy influence right. of uh, influence of all time. And some of those jokes are just like, wow, like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's, that is right. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's like what we always like any of the song titles were just references to things that we thought were funny that were right. just non sequiturs to, uh, to the song and that you know that came from Dillinger 4 too where it's right. just like oh you yeah. can name the song whatever, whatever the want. fuck you want yeah. and it's almost it almost makes it funnier that like like that you can't put the song to the song title right there's nothing to really <laughs> there's nothing to, to to glue it together right um uh did uh did you watch uh Kids in the Hall when you were oh yeah a kid? yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think I, I think I think that was the first like <laughs> uh the first thing I could choose to watch and be like oh yeah this is yeah. this is hitting something I don't know what it is but I'm yeah, ten years those, old just, yeah the, all of those like like fringe sketch comedy you know the state was huge for me mm, and yeah SCTV was huge right. and even like. Even SNL in the early days was just like, like I can't, I can't believe that that got past the first couple years because right. it was just so kind of out there. But, and here we are. It's still, it's still going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's um? Do you have a? a, a I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite like Kids in the Hall sketch or like? Uh, oh. What what yeah I haven't Her character, watched it in maybe? years but what about the, the there was like the 
wasn't there a sketch where it was like it was an old blues man <laughs> yes yeah uh, Mark McKinney name. was yeah, like Mark McKinney as like the he <laughs> was okay uh, okay we're uh, this was the 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 early 90s late 80s maybe yeah I, he I was feel in, like it's it, it's a bit in, problematic isn't he was it? in yeah. blackface as a like Mississippi blues man yeah right yeah uh, uh, <laughs> but I just remember it being so absurd yeah it was always yeah. yeah it was never like you know it was always in the tone of like Mississippi blues man like and I went down I went down to the dock or like whatever you yeah. know I went out of my sing- car you know singing about his life but yeah. like yeah I don't know that that just spoke to me just as a music fan really right. um but yeah like they were all like uh yeah Bruce McCullough and like I mean, they all just—they were—they were just so funny, right? Yeah, like the um, the state was really like the the because like the kids in the hall I watched when it was on, but I haven't um, I haven't seen it honestly since. Mm. But the state and SNL and all that stuff I've revisited multiple times since yeah. then. So that was like and Young Ones I have the DVD sets of the Young Ones and that might be my favorite like. I don't even know. I get. I don't know if you could call that sketch comedy, but it kind of is. Yeah. It's just a. It's you know sketch comedy in the form of a half an hour. <laughs> it all. It all does kind of tie together at the end somehow, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was probably my favorite stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's I uh, the that was the the thing about the Ergs was we always loved comedy just as much if not more than we love music so half of our half of our uh just spending time to each other spending time with each other was just watching and listening to stand-up comedy and sketch comedy yeah yeah the um yeah you know, uh uh norm mcdonald passing away that was yeah that sucked but it was like it, it, I don't know. It's a uh, he didn't te- or he didn't make it public that he had cancer for so long. No, and it was yeah, it was a complete shock. Yeah, it was just like, but that's so norm to just yeah, not yeah make yeah. a big deal about right. it. And then like you know, there's uh, I don't know if you watched the Norm Macdonald live. The, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But is he was always making jokes about like oh making fat jokes about himself. I was like. Yeah. Now looking back, it's just like, oh man, he was on medication and like. Right, and he would make he would make jokes about cancer. Right. And like, uh, you know, a couple Howard Stern. I listen to Howard Stern all the time, and he he did like a bit of a retrospective, and um, Conan O'Brien did that great podcast a, a few weeks ago that was just him yeah. remembering Norm, and they were just playing these old clips of Norm. So good. Making making jokes about cancer like five years ago when <laughs> right, you know yeah. that he was he was suffering from it's crazy. Right. Wow. Like they, that he could compartmentalize that and just take himself out of it and just yeah. try to be funny about it. Maybe that that's probably what got him through <laughs> the last yeah. few years. Com- you know? Comedy above everything. Yeah. With he's, him. He's, yeah. He was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was a huge blow. It was crazy. That was the that was one of the only like. You know, it's celebrities have died, and, and right, yeah, it, it yeah. has been sad knowing that like 
then I wouldn't hear another song by that person or whatever. Right. But uh, th- that this was definitely someone I've <laughs> been following for es- essentially my entire life. I remember watching comedy, whatever Comedy Central was called back when I was a... Uh, you know, five or six years old, I feel like it, 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 it was Ha, the comedy channel at one point, and then it was, uh, there was another name, and then it became Comedy Central, but right. I remember they used to just show little clips of Norm MacDonald uh, at 19 or whatever, like, mm, yeah. you know, doing his, like, wiener dog joke, <laughs> and it was just the funniest, you know, to a five-year-old, it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Right. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. a seven-year-old or whatever it was. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, he he was he's always been a huge influence. Yeah, it's uh yeah, and there's um right now there's this this YouTube channel called like I'm Not Norm, something like that, and it's yeah. got it's got like so many good compilations of like yeah, and that's and I think that's that's kind of the way to to digest him because. He, he did a lot of stuff and a lot of it is kind of off the wall but like yeah. when people compile the best of you know like there there I, I was watching right after he died I of course went down a, a a rabbit hole right and there were a lot of really good like the best of best of weekend update and it's just like all the the best jokes just edited together in like a 13 minute montage <laughs> it was it yeah. was perfect him him making fun of uh OJ Simpson. I think there was a best of OJ that was like 20 minutes long. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just, you know, something, uh, there's this weird connection between punk rock and uh, comedy where it's just like, talking about like Norm MacDonald, it's like, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. We like there is a there is a there is a connection, and yeah. I've, I've talked. You know, I know multiple comedians that are that are, that come from punk rock, and yeah. uh, and even there was there was one Ergs tour that we ended. We end, we finished the tour and we celebrated the end of the tour by going to see Patton Oswalt in Atlantic City. Yeah. on our way home, and. He was just hanging out by the merch table afterwards, yeah. just like we would be. And so we went up and talked to him. We told him this whole story about how like, whenever we would have like an argument in the van or whatever, we would just throw his record on and it would immediately just diffuse the situation. And, you know, uh, and he was just a huge influence on us and yeah. maybe all this stuff. And he was so excited that a, like a punk band was listening to him in the van on the road <laughs> fighting with each other pr- yeah yeah it was it was cool and like using him as like the like the blanket to throw over the fire yeah. so that we didn't kill each other yeah <laughs> it was cool he was so stoked <laughs> yeah there's a there's a couple of Patton Oswald specials were so good yeah we i mean werewolves and lollipops and yeah. and the um the couple before that were just staples, staples yeah. in the van. We'd listen to them once a day at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's a weird, I, I don't know. I guess that's just like the, the touring, uh, touring person 
where it's just like this weird connection between it's like uh, comedy comedians punk rock people and wrestlers are like yeah all yeah tied yeah, together. i actually did a i did a, a um chris gethard yeah. had a uh he had a like a residency at this comedy club once and it was just like a five like five shows in a row and each night he did a different thing i think one night he did a stand-up set one night he did like a panel with like a couple comedians and one night he did a panel that was him another comedian me and this this band shell shag yeah yeah and we were just we just sat on the stage and talked about touring experiences like the the craziest touring experiences right. we've had and like the amount of like uh just you know parallels that we've all had it's all the same you know we yeah. all had that time where we ended up at the shitty punk house in you know <laughs> Tuscaloosa or something <laughs> and yeah. like just you know okay uh, we we just have to get like four hours of sleep and then we can just get up and get out of here like yeah. this is uncomfortable and weird and you know <laughs> whatever like we all had those experiences and they're, they're you know, it's it's all the same. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's it was pretty. It was awesome to talk about that and just realize we've all just been doing it. We we're just doing the thing, you know. Right. <laughs> just going through it. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So it's a wild world. Uh, yep. So have have you watched the? Uh, I'm sure you have the uh, the Beatles. Um, the the new Peter Jackson trailer. Oh, the trailer, yeah. Get yeah. back. I've yeah. I've watched it. I watched it a few times. I cannot wait. It's you know, I can't believe that we're gonna see all this footage after after years like years of not even being able to access let it be unless you're savvy enough to have the bootlegs. Yeah. Uh you know which I am, but I I, <laughs> I can't wait to see these uh the, this cleaned up footage. It's it looks great, and and I just love the uh the this the story arc that he put together. Yeah, did it just it's, it did, looks like it's gonna be great. Did they really only have like two weeks to get this record together? Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. No, I actually didn't even realize it until I uh there's a <laughs> I suppose you. I suppose you're allowed to talk about this, but there's a bootleg called A B Road, that's <laughs> 80, 83 CDs, um, and it's every, literally every millisecond that had anything to do with the recording of yeah get get back let it be, and it started on January second, nineteen sixty nine, and ended on January thirty first, nineteen sixty nine, and. Yeah. Like so, for an entire month, they filmed and recorded. Uh, it, it ended up being three weeks because they took a week off because they, in the middle, George quit. Right. George left the band, and then he was he was like, "I'll only come back if we can get out of this gigantic cold film studio that we're filming in, <laughs> right? And and go to our our studios that we just built for ourselves." in London and so to get the studio ready they took a week off and like rebuilt the studio 
at Apple Studios and then came back. And so they lost a week there. But yeah, it was it was literally three weeks. And like I didn't know until I saw the trailer that they they were trying to get this live show together in two weeks. On, right, the, on and, the roof? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the... Because like, before the roof, they were supposed to go to, you know, Egypt or oh, okay. get on a get on an ocean liner and, and play there or go to the roundhouse in, you know, in London and play there. Or, you know, they, the, the ultimate goal was to do this live show. Yeah. But the ultimate goal for this live show was we're going to write an entire new album before we play this live show and then the album will be the live show of this album that we just wrote. That's so crazy. And it just, you know, that's a challenge for anybody. But, and, <laughs> and, sorry. Uh, but and e- then, like, even the Beatles couldn't do it. <laughs> but then it's just like, and out of that comes Let It Be and Imagine, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah, like uh, this is I unfair. Mean, this is not Let it be fair. Is always, always one of my favorite records, even though it's kind of a hodgepodge and kind of like I don't know, but like songs like "Dig a Pony," right? Where that's John Lennon making nonsense, but it's like. One of my favorite somehow songs of works. all time. Yeah, it somehow somehow it works. I got a feeling is great. Get back, long and wide and road. Let it be. Right. I mean, you just have so many great songs on that record. And George gave for you blue and uh, and I me mine, which yeah. were the two songs he thought weren't good enough to go on the solo record that he was crafting at the. At, you know, he took back all things must pass. He was like, these yeah. guys don't want to do it. I don't want to give this song that I really like to these guys. See, so like shit out to like blues songs, and I think they're two of the best songs on the record. You know, yeah. like, it's fascinating to. I mean, that's that fascinates me about record making and and being in it myself. It's just like I don't know. It's just I I've learned to just not not overthink anything because yeah. you know. They obviously weren't overthinking this project and came out with what I think is a really great record. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, not everything has to be Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just, uh, it's interesting that you say that. It's just because, to me and maybe people listening, it's like you're involved in so many records where it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, like I, I've been involved with records that that have come together in in an hour, like yeah. <laughs> like my last record, or or records that we worked like ten months on. And I think the records that I've worked ten months on suffered because it was too overthought. Mm, yeah, you know, like there was we changed the songs around too many times, and yeah. things just ended up getting sterile and stale like Ooh. when when I do when I do a drum track I try to do it in the first few takes not cuz I'm lazy just cuz I feel like I'm going to start dumbing down my drum part if I mm. if it doesn't have that excitement of the first couple takes yeah. or whatever you know like yeah that's a um, um like for uh the the your uh self-titled last album 
there it's very yeah. like raw to me and so that's yeah and yeah i meant it to be totally like raw and totally like i even put on the back like recorded uh from 8 p.m <laughs> this day until 1 p.m the next yeah. day you know like it's kind of an homage to to the queers love songs record where right yeah they they, they put the exact time that they <laughs> time started stamp. recording the exact yeah. time that they ended and i just i thought it was cool it's just yeah we recorded this and this is what it is this this is this was our weekend's worth of work. Yeah. And you can hear it. And then if you don't like it, there's going to be another album next year. You know, like, you know, kind of like the, the the aspect of like the Ramones, like people would say they used to see the Ramones. If you don't like this song, it'll be over in a minute. And then you'll you <laughs> you might got like the next, the next one. one. Yeah. What's uh what's your favorite Ramones song? A uh, song, probably... Or top three. You can do top three. That's a good question. Um, it's because I don't, I, f- I don't want to say the, this is my favorite song, but then, you know. My favorite album's Leave Home. Oh, yeah. Like, it's good hands one. down. Uh, I think Babysitter might be my favorite song. Yeah. Uh, I love... I love Carbona Not Glue. Oh, what about uh, what about later Ramones like late DD later Ramones, CJ? Yeah. Oh, you know I love uh, Endless Vacations. One of my favorites. Ooh, yeah. Um, I love Strength to Endure. Ooh, hot song. Uh, yeah. Those later records, I think CJ was like the best. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. I think I think DD wrote Strength. I, I can't yeah. remember who wrote. I think DD. I, I don't think. Didi was still on the I don't payroll. Think CJ wrote the songs, but yeah, yeah. I love I love CJ's voice. It's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're. Uh, oh man, yeah. There's there's a lot. Of, well, you know, and I love, I love End of the Century. I love Danny Says. I love, uh, the Return of Jackie and Judy. It's a great song. Um, there are there there's too many to name. Yeah, man. They're all. Um, Later ones for me. I'm just gonna put this out there. Pet Cemetery, yeah. obviously. Yes, great hot. song. Yeah. Uh, I think he's strength to endure. Hot song. Uh, I I also enjoy the Crusher. Uh, yeah. Which Crush- is, oh yeah, the Crusher. It's great. silly. That's a DD song. Silly. That's definitely, DD you know. Song. But yeah. Um, I think that started out as a DD King song, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Uh, oh, what's the other? Oh, Poison Heart. Right? Ooh, that's Poison a, Heart. That's a great song. Hot one. Yes. I just wanna have Poison Heart. Poison. Oh. Yeah. So good. Is it, um, so have you done a Ramon since you're up towards there? Have you done a Ramones type of pilgrimage like you've done with like Beatles stuff? No, you know, I had, I was actually talking to, um, my friend Flo, who does the Ramones Museum in Berlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, which I've been to a few times, and it's the greatest place on earth. But I I was like, oh, I don't even know where to go. <laughs> Forest Hills. I, you know, I, I I've obviously know. been, yeah, I mean, I've been to uh, 53rd and 3rd. I've been to... Uh, you turned a trick? Uh, Did you turn yeah, a trick I did, there? I didn't turn a trick, oh, okay. but I, I actually, we, I just walked past her the other day, and I had to take the picture of, right, of, of course. the song. Right, of course, yeah. Um, and you know, I've been to, I played CBGBs a couple times. That's yeah. 
kind of like what I would. You know, that's the the kind of place I would go to on a Beatles pilgrimage is right. The Cavern Club and all right. that. Um, but yeah, so I was asking Flo what where to go, like where the high school was and where like all the you know like. The, the, the alley where the, the Ramones first front cover right. was shot, like all that. I was asking him all that stuff. So at some point, we'll hopefully we'll do that together. Do a little pilgrimage. Nice. A little Ramones thing. Hey, but, have, you, um, have you been to, didn't in Central Park, like um, Too Tough to Die? That, that, uh, oh, that, that picture the, like, where it's like, yeah, the smoke and, I think, yeah, that just, I actually forgot that was in Central Park. I think that just popped up in my feed. Like, I follow a bunch of different uh, Instagram things yeah. where people find these spots, like rock spots, right. NYC, and stuff like that. Uh, I will have to, I go running in Central Park every now and then, so I'd like, I, I should go, I should find out where that. Uh, what's the What's the hotel that, uh, out outside that um, John Lennon got shot at? The, uh, oh, uh, the Dakota. Dakota, it's, yeah. it's actually his apartment building. I've yeah, been yeah, there yeah. a couple of times. Uh, the security is way better there now than it was. <laughs> I remember, yeah, because a couple of years ago I was in New York and I we went there. We went outside the Dakota and Strawberry Fields forever is right. Yeah, yeah. Like in yeah, they have Central like, Park, like the yeah. little monument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Mm, yeah, that's cool. So many rock like. I don't know. It's I don't get like moved by like rock monuments or whatever most times yeah. unless like obviously it's the Ramones or Beatles or like right that sort of shit. Uh, and in Alabama, you can go to like you can go to where uh, Hank Hank Williams Senior was born. You can go to right. where he's where he's buried, stuff like that. That's see that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm a sucker for all of that. It's so funny. I I'm I'm kind of known as that guy that like goes and seeks that stuff history, out. History, history guy. Yeah, I haven't done it in New York as much as I just do it when I'm traveling, like to the point where I'll, yeah, I'll I'll literally go to like oh there, that's the garbage can that John Lennon threw a fucking <laughs> threw a hot dog out in 1967. <laughs> Whatever. Like like I'll I'll know that stupid shit, but I won't go to the I haven't done it around New York. I should do it like a day where I just do it around New York. Yeah. But there's a couple, yeah, that you, we talked about New Orleans before. Like I, I don't get to New Orleans all that often. And now I know Johnny about Thunders. So many, yeah. I know yeah. about so many spots that I just need to go check out. Like, you know, the, the, the place where like the, I think there's like a, like a laundromat that like doubled as a recording studio that Fats Domino recorded his Probably. Like, early stuff yes. at. You know, so <laughs> that sounds about right. I gotta yeah. like seek all that stuff yeah. out. You know. Yeah, there's um, so much like heavy uh, New Orleans music stuff that it's just like in just random places. You know, yeah. in New Orleans where it's just like, okay, this yeah, is this place, this iconic like, music place. Yeah. When I go to England, I do that stuff all the time where I just I just look for blue plaques and look for, <laughs> you know, there's little holes in the wall that, oh, this is where this studio used to be. Yeah. And this is where, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff fascinates me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big history person. And then, yeah. you know, music history is even more, especially with, with shit I care about where it's like rock and, you know, like I've been to, I've been to Tupelo seen where Elvis was yeah. born. I've been to 
Right. You know, I've been to Graceland in, in Memphis where, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's actually a thing that, uh, like, Memphis and Nashville, I've, I've only been there a couple times because punk rock tours just don't really go through that area right. for some yeah. reason. Like, um, and, and anytime I've been there, I haven't had any time to actually go seek things out. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the, uh, one of the many plans that my wife and I have to do just like an actual straight up vacation. Yes. Is to go to both Memphis and Nashville and yeah. just, yeah, I yeah. want to see, I've been, th- I've been to Sun, but I haven't been to Stax mm. and I haven't actually like seen any of the history stuff there and, you know, uh, and then in Nashville, like it just be, just be cool to hang out in Nashville. I, I haven't done any of the like, seen a show at the Ryman or, go to any of the honky tonks or yeah. you know. I Nashville's done any of that cool. Stuff. Yeah, it's a uh, and I don't know if I, I might just be a sucker, but like, um, Third Man Records in Nashville. Yeah, is I really did go there. Cool. The, yeah. the last the last time I went through Nashville, that was my one like. I was pretty much. I pretty much had time for one stop, and I went there and recorded a recorded two songs in the in, in the, the voice little, of, in, in the voice of graphic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as yet unreleased, I'll <laughs> probably release them at some point. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, Third Man Records in Nashville is right next to the, uh, you know, the the Salvation Army, and so it's it's yeah. A, it was in a it was in a pretty sweet area actually. Yeah, like yeah. I walked around it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do that again and, you know, yeah, just like kind of go hang out at, like have a couple beers at the at the bars and, you know, just kind of see what Music City's all about. Oh, yeah, it is the Music City. You know, um, have you ever thought about putting out like a country album? I have. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a few, I have a few things. I don't, don't want to for... put you, you know, you don't have to tell me like what's on the docket. No, it's, but... it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Right. I'm gonna do a legit. I'll do a legit country record at okay. some point. But the full on uh, instrumentation. Okay. Do you need like a, a tub bass? Like I can. Sure. Sure. I can come up there. You know, you can come down come here. On. Whatever. Yeah. No, I want to do it in Nashville. So. Oh, I I can I can meet you in Nashville. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. <laughs> I have. Um. Do you want to do a bit? I've, I I I prepared a bit for you. Okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you were able to check out. I sent you the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, you know Frank Turner. Frank Turner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I sent you that. I don't know if you watched it or. I did. Um, I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but I did a bit towards the end with him. Which one was that? Uh, I did like um, I had some business opportunities for him. Whereas like, okay, him he could right. he could do like a. a uh, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, let me be Frank. That was the first one where it's like <laughs> him and Frank Turner and Frank Stallone, uh, putting out an album and then, uh, Frank and beans, where it's like, right. Frank Turner and Mr. Bean, you know, and then, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have something similar to that where okay. I want, I want you, you know, you don't have to, you know. You can say I enjoy this, or I would. I, I'm not. I'm shooting this thing down. I'm not shooting that thing down. I want this thing <laughs> to be my thing. Whatever. Um. Uh. So I have uh. The first one is uh Mikey Erg, Iceberg Lettuce Farm. 
Okay. Would you put? Yeah. Uh, it's Berg. Just, you know it's Berg. just Berg. Berg. I do, I, yeah, I do it. I, you know, I, I I need more lettuce in my life. Well, let me. Okay, let me stop here. Has anybody ever hit you up to be like, "Hey, Mike, do you want to do? Do you want to be the the voice or the face of this product?" No, that's never happened. <laughs> Damn, that uh, that's. I I, I'm a little surprised. I would take the endorsement. I would take the. I would take that endorsement money. But no, it's never happened. What, um, would you would you would it take a minute for you to be like think about I the mean, it, if it was something awful I would I would think about it but iceberg lettuce yeah I'll fucking I'll, I'll do that there there there's an energy drink called erg I mean not an energy drink an energy bar uh, really it's like erg energy and I get people send it to me all the time uh, I was just like yo I will Hit endorse that Dude. I love energy <laughs> Do you are you are you a big caffeine guy? I I am a big caffeine. Do you guy. do coffee? Do you do coffee? Energy drinks? What do you? Uh, I don't I don't really do the energy drinks all that much. Um, I do coffee, uh, I, but I do a lot of coffee usually. Me too. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, trying to I'm trying to wean off of coffee. Yeah, but it's actually, tough, man. The the last couple of days I've just been like, oh, let me just not get the coffee. But my wife, my wife and I have gotten. Uh, <laughs> bubbly bounce which is just like uh i think it's coke coca-cola makes the seltzer that is cap it's caffeinated seltzer yeah so i've been i've been doing that a lot uh, right and i'm a soda junkie as well what, what's um, what's your soda of a choice i'm a pepsi i'm a pepsi person what i understand that that is the frustration that i'm feeling right now but uh uh all right yeah, pepsi like- max or pepsi or like Pepsi Max. Yeah, me too. Pepsi Max. I, I enjoy Pepsi Max. Okay. Okay. I will say uh, they just redid Coke Zero and I'm loving it. It tastes yeah, just like the Coke new, Classic. It's yeah. great. Yes. Mm. Love that. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah, just lots of coffee. Uh, uh, anything that keeps me awake during the day is nice. And, I feel you. Um, yeah. Uh, so... But I would. Uh, oh, what did we just? Uh, iceberg lettuce. Mike, yeah. My I, my iceberg lettuce. No, I was just gonna say my the Mike Eric band played a show the other day, and we found this energy drink that was called I think it was called Nerd Energy. What the uh, fuck? Okay. And it just and it just had like glasses on it, and we were like, okay, that's ours, and so we bought like six cans of it and just like drank a bunch of them before our set and. We're gonna have to try to get sponsored by them Jesus. at some point. What's um? So uh, your glasses. What's what's your prescription? I'm a glasses guy too. So. Oh, it's it's. Uh, I yeah. I, I don't is know. It, what is it is it rough? Is but it? It's it's not. So people will take my glasses and be like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. But you're like, if I take lying. them, if I take them off, I can't. I can't see far away like it's just, have you have you thought yeah, about getting i, I do LASIK? need them yeah no it's too much of a part of my uh it's my image aesthetic I can't, well, I I can't man, get you can get the lace actually I, I don't look the i don't like the way i look without glasses oh so. okay <laughs> so um, have you been have you had how long have you had glasses since like since high school so like oh, okay you know yeah 
I feel you, man. 25 years. years. 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I've kind of, you know, once... The, by the end of high school and getting into punk rock and, you know, mid-high school, end of high school, getting into punk rock, realizing that, like, there are a lot of nerds in punk rock and it's cool to be a nerd. Right. You know, getting get into the sentence, it really made you want to wear your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now I feel like it's my, you know, and I've always been a huge Elvis Costello fan. It's just oh, like, yeah. I, like, this, this is my look right now. Yeah. My, Milo Elvis Costello, that's, that's me. <laughs> It's a good look. Yeah. Uh, okay. Buddy Holly. But yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the second uh, endorsement deal. Yes. Uh, Mikey Erg ergonomic keyboards. I would. I would absolutely. Uh, like the the keyboards that are like. Yeah, you know, I can't get used to them, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't use them. Oh. Um, do you have any like? Um, do you have any sort of like? With with the amount of music you play, mm-hmm. do you have any sort of like, uh, I don't know, I guess just bone problems or? No, not from music uh, yet. <laughs> um, I have, a, my my wrist was kind of hurting me for a while because I, I was running and tripped and landed wrong. And oh, no. Of course, I never, I never went never to the doctor or anything. Yeah. But, uh it's it's fine now. I can I can still hit the snare drum just like <laughs> I used to. But yeah, no uh, no music related industry uh, uh, injuries yet. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it's coming. Damn. How how uh, how is your hearing? Cause I'm only saying that because like my hearing is like I feel like it's going. But I put I put I, like shit into like stop whenever I'm at a live show to try and help it. Yeah, my my hear my hearing's good. Um I I when I was a toddler I <laughs> was brought onto a plane with an ear infection. Oh no. So I I lost a lot of the hearing in my right ear. There there are a lot of frequencies that I can't hear in my really? right ear. Okay. It doesn't affect my like I still hear I don't know, if people are talking to me you hear everything. To me, to me, I can hear everything. Yeah. But if, if someone talks into my right ear, I have to like switch to my left ear because I know oh, okay. I, I, it's harder to hear. Um, so that's not the fault of the music. And But other... Uh, so, and... I, this is not the fault of Less Than Jake. It's probably the fault of the, <laughs> um, of the uh, venue... Uh, which which called which was called Roseland, which is not a thing anymore. So I feel like I can, I can say that it's their fault. But I went to a Lesson Jake show, and I my ears were ringing for like five days afterwards. And from that moment on, I never set set foot into a show without earplugs. Yeah, playing or going to. Yeah. Um. So I think that saved my ass in terms of uh, hearing. Yeah. And so, and now I have these like really cool. They're like molded to my ear earplugs and your canals. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're like they they don't take away any frequencies. They just lessen the volume, and it's it's just a life changer. It's yeah. awesome. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've I've worn earplugs my entire because this this lesson Jake show was was well before I started playing shows. So. Uh, 
my entire quote unquote professional career, I've worn <laughs> earplugs the entire time. Um, so I think I think that really saved me in terms of hearing loss. Good man. You know, it's because you can't. Uh, from from what I understand, you can't uh, make your ear once you start losing your hearing. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. No, and it's it's so it's so sad to hear. You know, I don't know, like back to the Beatles, like George Martin, like lost his hearing fairly. You know, by the time Giles actually got into the Beatles scenario, because. George was doing remixes and, and, and stuff for people and, and he hired his son to be his ears. Yeah. Oh, damn. To okay. kind of like, cause he, he, he's like, I'll man the board, but you tell me if something sounds Something's off. Bad. Yeah. Cause I, I know that I, he, George Martin found out he was doing like test tones for, uh, like putting, putting a tape up and, yeah checking the test tones and there were certain frequencies he just couldn't, couldn't hear. hear anymore yeah. and he he saw the he saw the meters going but he couldn't hear it and that's when he knew that he had a problem mm. damn um and that's you know that's his life you know yeah there's a this just reminds me of uh do you, do you know the the film mr holland's opus yeah mm-hmm. when uh the uh when they've got his young son you know they're on at a parade and the, 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 the fire truck is going. Yeah. And, uh, he's just like, he's not making any noise. And yeah. Richard Reif is like, what are you doing? Can you hear it? Yeah. yeah you know, I was like, fuck, you yeah, know, that's know. just something it's, that stuck with me. It's scary. Yeah. And that's a, another Beatles thing that ties into the Beatles where it's, uh, you know, uh, what's, uh, the song is it Cole? Was it Beautiful Boy? Where it's just like oh yeah, yeah. Beautiful Boy. Mmm, mmm, Mikey. Beautiful. Too amazing. tough. Mm. It's amazing. What's uh? What's your favorite Prince song? Oh, that might even be harder than my favorite Beatles song. Um, You're a big Prince, Prince guy. Song, uh, yeah, it's my. He's oh, he's the best. Definitely, definitely in the top five. Uh, pro- probably Ballad of Dollar- Dorothy Parker. Dorothy Parker, Dorothy yeah, that, Parker. For some reason, that that song just hit me at some point. Quicker wit than mine, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I'm leaving. I'm leaving my pants on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, was, yeah, take it. Take a bath. Was it? Take a T- bath. Take a I'm bath. Taking a bath. Leaving my pants. Leave my on. pants on, motherfucker. I'm I'm kind of going with someone. Yeah, so I'm kind of going with someone. Yeah. I'm not gonna mess around. I'm gonna leave my pants on. Okay. Yeah. We can take a bath though. <laughs> I have okay. I still have one more. That's like, some '80s logic for you. Right there. <laughs> I still have one more bit for you, but since we're talking <laughs> about Prince, since I brought up Prince, uh, I, I had. Did you see Prince live ever? I have. Yeah. I saw Prince once. live once at uh, Essence Fest in New Orleans. What year was that? It was. Right before he died, like 20, oh, wow. 2013, 14, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Uh, but it was, my brother lives in New Orleans, and it was just funny because, like, we were going to Essence Fest just to see Prince. And that was, like, uh-huh. Saturday. He was, like, the closer on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I was, I don't know. I was... 
2013, I was 22, 23. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to party. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, I was so drunk. But then somehow, I think, you know, I think God intervened. Somebody intervened uh-huh. and was like, you get your second win now. And I woke, I was like in the Superdome. I woke up before Prince started playing. And uh, yeah. That's but, great. Yeah. That's- uh, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to put this on you, but I feel like um, <laughs> you're a, like in this world of punk rock that we are in, yeah. The fest world, you might be a punk rock type prince. Is that fair? Uh, there are certainly <laughs> people that are more deserving of that title, but uh, I'm okay. But yeah, just in turn, I mean, yeah, it's, I, 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 I I take a lot of influence. Uh, whereas I, you know, I can make a whole punk rock record myself. <laughs> Right, that's and, that. Uh, that's my thing. Where it's like, okay, uh, Mikey Eric can just like, he doesn't need anybody else. He's gonna make an entire album by himself, and it's gonna, it, it's probably gonna be a hit. Well, is, the funny it, thing is, thinking. is that, oh, well, you know, and having having uh, having done records and having chosen to do records with other people right. rather than like solo, all my solo records are done with other people. Um, it's because I really do love their influence and their take on, you know, and 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 all of my record, no matter what record you're listening to, uh, of mine, uh, solo wise, um, whoever worked on it, absolutely, even if it says you know written by Mikey Erg, like there there are a lot of arrangement choices and a lot of, you know, uh, just whatever, yeah, uh, guitar solos. Uh, intro riffs that right. that are just you know that I didn't come up with that you know make the song in my opinion so like yeah. uh yeah I I don't necessarily think that I it, whereas Prince knew I'm gonna make this and it's gonna sound fucking great yeah <laughs> it's gonna be the best and I'm gonna dictate exactly what to play to everybody like I don't do that I kind of just have I want everybody else's kind of finger in the pie too, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly, uh, I, you know, I guess I'm, you're Prince, bro. I'm just, <laughs> in that, I always just want to be playing music all 24 hours, yeah, yeah. seven days a week, you know, like that's a, that's definitely a Prince like, <laughs> right. You know, and if I had a home studio, I'm sure I'd be in there almost all of the time creating music. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you, is, is mm, So, yeah, do you have, like, song ideas all the time? Yeah, I'm, I'm well, not all the time, but I'm, I'm always thinking of, th- I, I'm in a weird kind of headspace right now where I just finished I just finished two records, honestly, but, oh, okay. uh, but I but I just finished one record, so I kind of decided to give myself a little break uh, and not try like actively not like think about doing that kind of stuff. But I am just about to start thinking. Okay, I need 
I'm going to need some songs for this next record that I want to make. And, and now it's kind of at the point where I got to make a next record now so that in 2024 it'll be out. Yeah. You know, because like that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so I do have to start thinking about it now. Uh, but I took a few months of just chilling okay. and not thinking about music. But, um, but yeah, I'm about to get back on the stick and uh, try to get some songs written. Uh, the next one's probably going to be a little more poppy, a little mm-hmm. more, uh, a little more like Waxville Castles. Yeah, yeah, I like, um, uh, yeah, I, I, very, I, very DB's influenced. I think is what I'm mm-hmm. going for. Yeah, I felt that was more like '70s pop. That was definitely my '70s pop record. Yeah, uh, and that was definitely the mindset I went into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went into it thinking like I, I want this to be my mid 70s McCartney record or whatever. Right. I think that works. Okay. So <laughs> we went we went all the way around. I've got one well, last uh uh you know, something I can throw at you. Uh <laughs> Okay. So this is going to be a show uh is this is going to be um a show or a movie and it's going to be uh-huh. Mikey Erd's The Purge where uh-huh. where you were just like, you know, like The Purge where you're just, you know, uh, killing, you know, ne'er to wells. <laughs> I don't know that I could do that. Well, it's fake. It's fictional, you know. Uh, eh. I don't know if I have that in me, mm, honestly. Even guess, even as a joke. Even as a bit? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the iceberg lettuce or the... Okay, so that's uh, happening ergonomic one keyboard i will be i will be uh looking into what well, foxy maybe i can get an endorsement with foxy lettuce Is that- <laughs> maybe uh <laughs> okay well uh mikey stay on for a, a a minute um but i've really enjoyed this time uh we've we've yeah, gone like great. an hour fun. and 15 something like that <laughs> hell yeah uh, but uh do you have any like closing remarks or like Something you want to tell the people, or, um, yeah, no, just if uh, I don't know if if this tickles your fancy, check out the records, uh, oh, yeah. and Chen, come see us when we come out to your neck of the woods. I think there's going to be a lot of live shows coming up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if the world doesn't shut down again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're going the right direction. Hopefully, yeah, I think uh, so too. But yeah, uh, but stay on. Mikey but uh, you had options but you decided to talk to me and I appreciate it <laughs> I was wondering what the uh, what the title of the uh, podcast yeah, was man, you had options but you you know I you love it talk to this dummy you know for, for an hour so I love it that's so, great yeah so hold on one second